Well, hello, hello, you wonderful people, you, you magnificent, wonderful people. My name is Amaya Victoria. You are watching and or listening to uh, our podcast called Wise Woman Podcast. And we were presented on anchor.fm. You can come to that link or you can go to my website, amayacenter.com. And there's a link there that will direct you to the newest podcast as well as those that are archived. So today I have the, the expressed honor and joy to speak with uh, a dear, dear fellow, fellow friend, I would say family member to me actually, uh, a man who is very astute and wise and a human being. We, we will put him on a pedestal, but we will keep it real also, please. Uh, that we all are that. And yet, like the Aborigines cultures, without degrading each other, we encourage the pearls that we carry because that's what keeps the hoop alive. So today I would like to introduce to you my dear friend and um, fellow elder channel teacher, spiritual being, Alan Page. And I'm going to be reading from a page here because my mind does not any longer retain lengthy information. I cannot memorize it. I am so sorry. There is benefits of eldering, and then there's things that you just have to live with. So this is my friend, Alan Page. Hello, Alan. Hello, Amaya. Hello. So Thank you Alan, for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. I, I'm so happy when you said yes, because I know we will have a, a, a bang up time together. And the wondrous thing between Alan and I is, is it just goes out and does its thing. We really don't know where we're, we're ending up, except my phone is turned down so it won't talk to us unexpectedly. And my copier hopefully will not go off on it. So, okay. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk about that at some point. So Alan Page is a spiritual intuitive and channeler who has practiced mystical counseling arts for personal growth and spiritual development for over 25 years. Through soul-centered counseling, advising, and mentoring seasonal and topical circles, and talking on sacred wisdom and practices, he guides and supports individuals in recognizing, developing, and living their innate wisdom, gifts, and purpose. To this work, he brings a wealth of training and experience as a certified channeler and initiated, how do you say that word? Dagara. Dagara, thank you. Dagara-inspired voice divinier for the... To say that other word for me. Contemplate. Contemplate. I, I do not want to miss say. I feel that these words are sacred and I don't want to stutter over them. That's why I'm asking you to help me here, which means, quote, little people, unquote. A certified Netherton. Netherton. Netherton method, past life awareness and integration therapist, and an ordained minister of healing. How could he not be? Of course a Bachelor of Natural Theology and Sacred Healing, and I'm not being sarcastic, I could just not, I could not see him not being ordained, and a story analyst for theatrical and television movies. Now that's quite a resume. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing where we all start off. I started as a bookkeeper, so there you go. But I always had this thing rolling and running all around me, there you go. Alan is passionate about reading the life story as an expression of the soul's call, path, and purpose. And I think that's very important because sitting in circle and telling story is how we always taught the children. 
He specializes in channeling ascended master, which is Dwell Cool, Dwell Cool, DK, mm-hmm. and the Council of Light and Love Dash Wisdom, and in tra- delivering intuitive messages and guidance for, from wise and loving ancestors, elementals, and other earth and star elders. At the intersection of culture, race, class, gender, sexual orientation, identity, and humanity, and spirit, Alan is honored to serve as a vessel and voice for the transmission of the light, healing, wisdom, blessing, and love of the other world for this world. Now, I have his information to contact him, but I will do that at the end when we're done. And he has a blessing for you here that I'm going to give to you all now. May the light of your soul and the love that spirit and source have for you guide and bless you on your journey of being and becoming the fullest individual, individuated expression of divine essence that you are and every one of us is. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that blessing, Alan. And that's why I'm so thrilled to have Alan here because that blessing, not just what he, he, his resume or what he's done or who he is or how he dances, walks as with spirit, that blessing is really Alan. That is Alan's nature and essential essence really in that blessing. Because I know Alan well, I've known him for many, many years. And Alan, there's lots of things to talk about in a very short period of time. I do want to talk about the fact that you have also done a great deal of eldership work with people and have sat in circle as with several other elders for, for the people. I, I do want to talk about that in a moment. I want to speak first about Al and I meeting, you know, I, just this whole place of how spirit orchestrates, the heavens orchestrates everything, really. If you would like to speak from your end about that quickly of how we met, and then we'll go into um, the eldership and the channeling. And also what also jumped, jumped out at me here was about um, the storytelling and uh, uh, past life. So we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So um, I I think you should tell the story about how we met. Okay. So how I remember we met, and it's been uh, quite a few years ago at this point. I've been out here in California since 2008, where are we, 2021? So it's been a few years. And I met Alan like a year or two after I was out here, maybe a year and a half after I moved to California. I was living in Marina Del Rey. I was invited to a, a, a um, gay healer circle, gay healer circle as the channel. And if I remember correctly, Alan was sitting, I was sitting in the front, but Alan was sitting towards the back of the room, but almost in my line of vision. Like right direct there. If I, you can correct me. I don't. I, that's how I perceive it. And we, spirit did its work for the circle. And Alan came up to me afterwards and thanked me for the work and asked if he could see me privately. And I said absolutely. It would be my yes, absolutely. And so we began to um, go on this uh, journey together. First with my helping him, and then he and I being able to notch it up so that we became um, companions along the way with each other. And we have this very deep, deep connection that, and I was kidding him, but 
many times I'll be on the phone with Alan and my phone will say, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you just said. And it was turned off. <laughs> or my computer, which is across the room, there's no way I can run across the room, turn it on and act like I didn't, would turn itself off and start printing the last thing I had in there. So that is the profoundness of energy connection. And I am really honored to have at least one time in this lifetime to have that. That's so, what I remember. What I would add to that is uh, what I remember is going up to Amaya afterwards because you know how Amaya channels. You know, it's, it's, it's a full body expression. Her eyes are open. She's moving around the room. She's engaging with people. And the transmission of the presence of spirit is, is there nonetheless, even though she seems to be like she's an ordinary reality. So I have had training and I've experienced other channels and I had not seen that in that particular environment of the gay healer circle where we met. And I remember going up to Amaya afterwards and saying, thank you for making this real for us. Because um, it's easy to interact with the other world. And when they come out of that state of um, ecstatic connection that it feels like for me, uh, we diminish, it's easy to diminish that experience, to diminish that connection, its importance, its value, because it's so subtle. And what she did, I thought, really illuminated that for me and just made it more physical, more real, more impactful. And so that's what really impressed me about her because she didn't do a reading for me in that circle, uh, but she did do some healing work. The spirit through her did some healing work with um, one of the people who were who was there. And, um, and from that initial conversation we had and the socializing afterwards, um, we began to interact and develop this arc of our connection. Yes. Uh, and um, I appreciate that, that to this day. You know, we discussed before we, we were coming on air a few days ago about keeping this real. You're all about, and there's two questions I have for you. I'm all about authenticity. Yeah, authenticity. Can you tell the people when you say transmission, what you mean by that? Because some people oh. may not know that word, you know? And then when we thank you for making it real, the authenticity, how, what that means for you and how you live your life in that and how, how that needs to affect our world as we move through the dark ages into a new place, really. Well, you're asking a mouthful. Um, I know. And several questions all at once. Sorry, one me, at a time? No, 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 I appreciate it. I will follow the thread. For me, um, I'm coming from an academic background. So, you know, and the academic background in the Western culture is that things have to have tangibility. They have to be tangible. So since a lot of what's coming through from spirit for me, in my experience, isn't necessarily tangible, the closest thing for me is what I'm feeling. So that means I have to be in touch with my feelings, my emotions. I have to be in touch with whether the information coming through resonates with me. If it's resonating with me, then it has body, it has feeling, it has emotion. Sometimes it also comes with um, 
a third level. So there's information, there's feeling. And the third level is consciousness expansion. And when that happens, it has a fullness to it, in my experience. It's what I'm looking for when I'm channeling. I'm looking for all three of those levels. Uh, there may be more I haven't discovered yet, but it's also what I'm looking for when I'm having an experience with a channeler. I want to, the information is important at the worldly level, but I have deeper levels of my being that are calling for the light, that are calling for um, the healing. And it is those levels that inform how I express in the world. So that's why what I'm looking for is the fullness. Uh, you might say holistic, I just say authentic. Right. Does that help? Yes. Authentic is it, everything in this world. It's right gotta now, be, it's gotta be, am I, it's gotta be a multidimensional experience. Correct. Thank because you. Because I'm a multidimensional being. Right. So let's talk about then, because we can get off on this thing of authenticity, because that's really what the world needs now. This is about the truth coming to the light. This is about authenticity, and authenticity that we really haven't, many of us, lived completely, all those levels authentic together. We as human beings and those of spirit. But I've, before we go off on that, or maybe we should just go let that take us around that way on the river here. Let's talk about that for a moment. And then I want to talk to you about the eldership and about the channel. Well, they're, they're connected. Right. They're connected. So let's, let's, so let's follow this stream of yes. authenticity and see where it takes us. Yes. So to speak further about authenticity here and the levels of what, it's particularly in relationship to our world, because we have to bring it to here, to the relating point of our world. Well, you know, in, I used, I used channeling as a spiritual practice. It's not just something I deliver for other people. It's something I do for myself in my own personal growth, in my own spiritual development. And so just a couple nights ago, I was going through some um, confusion, misperception, and it had a really heavy weight on me emotionally. And so I tuned in, you know, I cleared myself, connected with my guides, connected with my soul and asked for some guidance. And the word that I'm getting that time and a couple of other times recently is coherence. But a lot of what we see going on in the world now, environmentally, socially, economically, politically, personally, collectively, cosmically, is this energy is, um, its intention, its intelligence is about bringing us back into coherence so that those levels of our being are more in alignment. They are mis, uh, they are discordant mm. to speak in musical terms. Yes, yeah, that's a much better word for it, right? They are discordant at this time. Because there's no judgment. When you say misaligned, there can be judgment in that. It's discordant, yes. And yeah, and to speak in terms of frequency, it's discordant and there is great energy now uh, in the field of in consciousness, but also in the field of the planet, the magnetic field of the planet, 
to bring this coherence back into form, not just intelligence, but into form. So COVID is a part of that. Um, the violence that we're seeing in reaction to not wanting to change, not wanting to come back into coherence, wanting to stay in disarray, in discordance. Um, all of that is a part of the process. Mm -hmm. And none of it can be denied, even as uncomfortable as it might be. Um, the greater movement energetically uh, is toward this uh, coherence, which you might see if you want to talk in musical terms as consonant, you might want to talk about it as harmonic, to speak in you know frequency and musical terms, but that's what's going on. So we are feeling, and I'm speaking from my own experience because I'm a part of this, I'm a part of the solution and a part of the problem. <laughs> I'm part of the envisioning the future and part of trying to hang on to the past and the comfort that I already knew. But what I'm experiencing in this place is the pressure from my dream self, from my health self, physical health, from the other world, from planet, to come home, to come to my home frequency, my signature frequency. And I think each of us is trying to do that at some level. It's our soul call. And um, what I'm also seeing is that we don't have many ways in the Western world and Western culture, I should say, um, to do that. And what a number of us are discovering is the ancients did, the indigenous did, and we're having to remember how to reconnect with earth, with nature, and with our deep self. I like to say, um, the heart is the first place to start. Follow the calling of the heart. The heart opens the gateway to the soul, and the soul opens the gateway to the spirit. And there you have it. Yes. How do we come back to our hearts, our souls, and our spirit? And remember, our soul is individual, but is also a soul of nature. It's also a soul of the world. Yes. And so the circles keep enlarging, and we're a part of all of that. Jesus. And what the elder is in all of that. The elder, elderhood is like the crown of the tree of a lifetime. We start in the darkness with the roots, the seed actually, and the seedling, and we grow up, and we grow out, and we grow full, and we grow down. But it's the top, the fullness, and the shedding, the sharing, that's the elder. That's the function of the elder, is after all of this lived experience, and not just age, although years of experience and paying attention is where, it is what 
the wisdom is harvested from. If we're not paying attention, we're just living our lives in distraction, then what do we have to harvest? We haven't invested, we haven't reflected enough, we haven't delved enough into our experience and ourselves and our connections to find out um, the wisdom that we have to share. But it's the elder's job to share from that collected, collected experience, to harvest from it the gems, the fruit, if you will, of that journey and to share it. And to speak from the Africans, and I wear this stole because it speaks to my African ancestors and I invited them to be here with me as well as my master teacher, Joel Kuhl, and all of my other ancestors from Europe and Native America and elsewhere. From the African perspective, elders are getting closer to the other world. They are in the practice of becoming ancestors. So to back up a little bit, to give a little more context, when we are children, when we are on the other side and we come in through birth, before we come in, in conception, probably just before conception, we are preparing to come into the body. Each stage of life, childhood, youth, adult, elder, and ancestor, each stage of life has a preparatory, has a function native to itself. And that function, preparation for that function begins in the stage before. So that's why I say I'm an elder now and um, I'm sharing what I have learned in my experience and I am preparing to become an ancestor. Mm -hmm. Same time. And why that's important from the African indigenous perspective is because I am, I am I'm getting closer and closer and closer to the other world. Infants are coming in from the other world. I'm about to go to the other world. And what I know from my teacher, Maridomo Same, um, African uh, medicine teacher of the Dagara people of Burkina Faso. This is why there's such a connection between uh, elders and infants and young children. They both have closer knowledge to the other world than everybody else in the youth stage who are losing it and the adults who are now so embroiled in the physical world. So this connection with the other world, I am preparing, I am deepening at this stage of my life. You know, I'm thinking about um, that saying, I prepare a place at the table for you. You know, you're preparing to go. And those that like, if I come behind you, you have prepared a place also for me because, and I will prepare a place also for whoever else. Right. Because it's an ongoing connection, as you said, soul here, soul here, soul here, soul everywhere. Profound words, my friend. True. So this continuity 
this continuity is a transmission in itself. There, yes. Yeah. It is not simply a transmission of genes, although it is that at the physical level. It's also a transmission of culture. It's a transmission, and, and much of culture is transmitted in story. Yes. Because in story is embedded the values of the culture, the values of the clan, um, the values of a relationship. And also embedded in story is the value of how individuals relate to the collective and to nature and to the world and to the cosmos. Every story has multiple levels at, you know, that can be read and all need to form some kind of coherence for them to have power, for them to have impact, see? So that comes back to coherence that unless we have coherence and we're aligned, we don't have very much effect in transforming this world. And we thank God for many people who are in that coherence because there's many holding that for there are at this time. There are. Yes. And for uh, and and we need more for a tipping point. Yes, we need the tipping point to come this way now instead of tipping that way. Either case, we still need to go to ground, but we need to kind of do it with the head. It will happen. Right. It will happen automatically as each of us comes into greater and greater coherence. Right. I was thinking as you were speaking, you put in different words that this is really, we're, we must do this, the authentic this, and whatever is in front of us, whatever we're called to do, because transmission comes on so many different levels all the time, but it really is out of our hands. It's already in play. The desire, the want, the longing, the prayer for cohesion. Well, it's both at the same time. It is in play, but we have a choice. Yes. Whether we're going to cooperate, yeah. whether we're going to do our part, or we're going to wait and allow others to do it for us, or expect others to do it for us, or, right. or blame them when we don't succeed. Right. You know, all of that kind of stuff. The light and the dark exist simultaneously. The male and the female, the positive and the negative, they're interconnected. The wounds and the gifts of the soul are interconnected. So how we navigate that, how we bring them all together is the lesson of the life, yeah. human life. Human life, and it, and it is specific to each of us. Not fully, we all have similar, similar. we're all connected, we're all part of that, that hoop. But it will be like, someone may watch you and say, well, then how do I do this? Well, it's not, it's not, it's specific for each of us. There's just not one plan. You do this and then you do this and you do that because we have our own life path. We have our own soul direction that it's that, that place I put on Facebook the other day. It's that it's almost a, a dichotomy place of the individual uh, process that is connected to the community flourishing. You know, it's that dual, but not because that's, I love that you said this is all transmission because I thought as you were talking, and there's the example of transmission as he's talking. It's right there. So the the process now is what? What is this? To live our lives, to listen, to pay attention, to go through the difficult things without trying to push them away. Well, also, um, to be authentic, you're going to have to be honest with ourselves. Yes. That's what I meant. That we have to face the difficulty and the, and and the glory. 
and we have to investigate. Yeah. We have to reflect. We have to go within. Yeah. You know, and well, what was my real motive for saying that? You know, yeah. um, did I need to say that? And look at the effect that I've created, you know. Um, what's my responsibility in that interaction we just had? You know, um, this kind of evaluation of the self uh, or inquiry leads us to greater and greater sense of authenticity, but also coherence so that we're more and more in harm, you know, harmony or concordance within ourselves. And we can have, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to use the word impact again, but we can have more effect in terms of how we live our lives. Not that we want to control others or control our lives or necessarily can always create the specific outcomes we need. But at least as we navigate our lives, we can be more present, more fully and more coherent in that presence. Yeah, we're, we're in life. You know, there, there's a saying, uh, we are in, life is we're in, we're in life. Yes, we're in communion with all of life. Communion, that's a beautiful word. It goes along with all of life. But that communion begins here. Here. It has to be here. It begins here. It can happen where it gets provoked out here. So it goes, we have to look here, we have to be here. So and there, and there is that interconnection, that it that interfa that intertwining all over again, like the wounds and the gifts, like the light and the dark. Um, you talked about the individual and the collective. The collective is only as strong as each individual in the strong. You know, the link is on, the chain is only as strong as each individual link. If each individual link is not taken care of by itself and the collective, the collective suffers and the individual link suffers. So there is no escape from the unity of all of life. This is so, so when I channel, this is what I'm channeling to affirm. My communion with all it is to the best of my ability to feel, to know, to expand my perception and to grow in light. I keep, uh, it started when you were speaking a little bit ago about the time we were amongst the trees you were on. Shall we amongst speak the trees? Yeah, remember we were up at, um, at uh, Westmacolt's property. Um, oh yes, in Topanga. Property. And we were amongst the trees and the, the communication that occurred. I, I, I feel provoked by the trees to mention them. Maybe we'll speak about the trees for a moment because they are really one of our most profound guides on the earth plane are the trees. You know, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> well, I happen to be a lover of trees. I have a tree that um, I have befriended because it befriended me. 
and I call him Grandfather Tree. And I walk over to the park and I talk with him and I sit under him and when I can, when there's not too many people around. But I want to talk from a different, I want to speak about trees from a different level. Please. I think we need to think, I think we need to appreciate that there are things, there are beings on this planet who are elders. Trees are one of them. Yes. They have been here longer than we have. Yes. They know more. Many of them live longer until we chop them, unless we chop them down. They live through fire, through flood, um, through logging. They spread their seeds and they grow and they carry their story from generation to generation to generation. So what I really wanna say is they are among our elders here and have things to teach us and to give us, including embraces and welcoming and a sense of belonging because we humans in Western culture act like we don't belong here and act like this planet doesn't belong to us, not in ownership, but in service. And so I wanna speak to encourage you to think about changing your relationship with these elders. And I'm thinking of the rock people. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the plant and tree people. I'm thinking of the animal people. And I'm thinking of the star people. Yes, that was going to be my next question. Is so much older and longer than ours. The elemental yeah, the elemental. I want to stop just because I, I feel the need to, to relay that message we, we received amongst the trees, which they weren't angry with us. They loved us. They just wanted to help us. They, they would continue on no matter what. Remember that when we were sitting amongst the trees? And I, I felt sure they were really upset with us, but they weren't. They weren't upset in that way. And they're not upset now. No. All the damage we've done as humans. Right. And they will survive all the destruction. They will survive. And hopefully we will too. So let's talk my, about the My experience is that they love us. Yes. That they was love us unconditionally. Right. If we would ever look at the history of their relationship with us, how they continuously give despite everything we do, continuously. This tree that I'm thinking of provides so much shelter. There are so many children that are fascinated by all its gnarly you know, branches and climb up in it and sit in it and do all kinds of things in it. Um, it's just giving, it's just giving. So how can we, one way we can, begin to change our relationship and how we perceive the elders on this planet is to appreciate the ways in which 
they are so generous with us. And quietly so, in many and, cases. And patient. Patient, and they don't need to be walk around going, look what I did, look what I did. They just <laughs> do it. Because that's what is supposed to happen for all of us. We just need to do that. We need to be offerings for each other, really. And the indigenous people all around the planet, they studied these beings and emulated them, each and every one of them. The bears, right. you know. Eagle, wolf. The eagle, the oak tree. Yes. You know, um, there's wisdom there. There's power there. There's relationship, there's family there. At some point, I have another question to help tie this up, but let's talk about the galactic uh, uh, connection also amongst all of us. And while you were talking, I kept thinking about Egypt. Are, is there, do you have that connection with Egypt in uh, your cohesiveness of yourself? Are there members of, of your ancestors way, way back from there? Is some of the channeled people bringing influence from the Egyptian teaching? Because I, I am an old Egyptian. Oh, that's why I'm thinking Egypt. See, folks, we never talked about this. Okay, so, you know, that's why my, um, my first love that I can remember in this lifetime as a child was Egypt. I wanted to know everything about it. And I wanted to know about Babylon, and I wanted to know about uh, Persia and Lebanon. I'm an old Middle Easterner, but I have a special um, lineage, and I have remembered past lives in Egypt. So, and I got to go to Egypt this lifetime, and um, it was an amazing experience for me. So, yes, that is that is. I in see me. what what I was looking at. So let's talk about the Great Pyramid and. The fact that it's an energy source, that top of it connects with our brethren, our elders, through one of the many portals on our planet of the councils, of the galactic ways. You know, there's pictures, I've seen pictures in Sedona of, you know, the space beings. I was taken to a place that no one really goes to. There's, there's pictures drawn out there in Egypt. There's talking amongst the Hopi and amongst the old Egyptians of the tall ones, of the Hathors, of the beings that came here. Um, is there a specific question you would like to no, explore? Let's stay along the lines of, because we're talking about cohesion. We're also, I, I believe, talking about um, really becoming part of the whole, that we're not the only mm -hmm. beings here, mm -hmm. nor out there. And the, that direct line of cohesive communication between us, first and foremost, you know, if we're not on the same, relatively on the same cohesiveness as human beings in the different circles, as you said, we're not doing the usefulness in this world that goes beyond, goes to prayer, goes to toning. I keep thinking, this is not the time to talk, you and I, but in this world, we're in time to sing, to chant, to do ritual, to drum, to, to bring in an old communication 
that is very ancient and very necessary. So I, I don't know exactly it's what I'm asking. All I know is that that Egypt connection, the African connection, the connection with the indigenous people, all those main portals to the councils that um, are waiting patiently with us, you know, are watching, are helping. Let me tune into that. Um, yes, please. I was going to ask you if, if any of if, um, your master wanted to speak before we came off today. Uh, well, he's, he's certainly here and been giving me uh, information, yes. Words and and there's a transmission going on here in some of the things I'm saying, and I can feel it. I hope I hope that um, yeah. others can feel it. So, what we're talking about really are those concentric circles again. So, in Western culture, what we've been talking about and what we've been led to believe is the most significant aspect of reality is human, the human family. In reality, the human family is but a part of the whole family. And the whole family or the other aspects of the family, big F, would include the rock people, the plant and tree people, the spirit people, the star people, but, you know, all of us. This, it, it includes all the dimensions of reality. So we're moving out from the, the concept of the human family as the nuclear family. And we're beginning to venture, as indigenous people knew, we're beginning to remember that our family has other circles extending outward and outward. So we have the circle of nature we have on this planet and we have the circle of the galaxy. We have the circle of uh, the cosmos which includes other galaxies. And so in that way, we are connected with all of these circles. So what we're trying to do with our human consciousness is come back to our innate humanity because it is through that innate humanity, our hearts, our souls, our spirits, that we are connected with everything else, including the star people. Now here's the issue. Like the trees, the rocks, the water, the fire, um, the earth, the star people are communicating with us all the time. The issue is we are so distracted and we are so out of touch with our circuitry for getting those messages that we're not hearing and paying attention. It's not that they're not talking loud enough. <laughs> it's, not, it's that we're not listening deeply enough. Yeah. And that's what's in shift now. That's what's in play now, is for us to attune, and these energies are really uh, strong to facilitate this reattunement with our true nature, our coherence. And that would make sense. So, you know, this, as this happens, 
you know, some of us are already feeling that the veils between the worlds are getting thinner and thinner. Yeah. So the communication is going to get stronger and stronger as we um, lower our defenses, as we uh, learn to listen more deeply, uh, and through our hearts, learn to love and appreciate all of these other aspects. Because the bottom line is, all that's here and all that's out there is a part of us, as we are a part of it. And, uh, beautiful, beautiful words, my friend, beautiful words. I, what struck me is about the listening is how all this got kicked off is the demand and not an unreasonable, not an unreasonable demand, a real push to be listened to, to be yes. listened to, for the dark skin community to finally be listened to, right? For how we're treating the environment through the COVID to be listened to, how we need to listen to ourselves about how we want the government structure to look, because this is not, this is not going to stay in place much longer. We're, we're out of balance. About, yeah, we're way, we're, 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 we are a culture that's out of balance. We're, we're out on of balance. output all the time. Right. We are rarely on input. You know, the crazy thing true. is about when we go to input, then we can really offer. Well, we have to input first. Right. And because we're multidimensional beings, we have to be able to do both. Yes. And because we're beings of consciousness, we have to learn and discern when it's appropriate to do outreach, speak out, and when it's appropriate to listen and receive. And that's, that's who we are. You know, we're, the yin-yang symbol is perfect for this. Uh, it's in constant movement. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. a dance. Yeah, this is a dance. So um, it's not good to be in e stuck in either polarity. No, no. And we're much more than our names, our faces, our lives, our past lives. There's really no way to ex express who we are or, or identify who we are. And when we come to that place, I believe, of that level of acceptance and honor, like Spirit has always said through me many, many times, if you could see yourself through our eyes, you would never hurt each other again. It would never happen because all those levels are not pathology. They're, that is honoring all those levels that we are much more than what we're accused to be or we're thought to be of, really. And my guides have said something very similar that we don't know yet. We human beings don't know yet how magnificent this experience as human on this planet is. Right. We watch progression of how what COVID when started, if we, we can see it, it is whether right, wrong, and different, however it was created, that's not the discussion. The discussion is if we watch the months go by, how it was divinely orchestrated because we were given a chance those first many months and many balked against it. Me, I said, okay, I'm inside, <laughs> you know, and I really grew from that, that we got a chance, we were given chances to slow down, rest, face our fears individually, you know, start doing very contemplative processes. And that doesn't mean you have to sit at home all day long or sit in meditation, 
but to be with ourselves individually to start a magnificent healing process to be with each other in a way that is, uh, I don't think we've really experienced uh, most of us on this planet in this, these lifetimes. I think, you know, what I would like to convey is that each one of those levels is important. Yes. The level of the origin of this specific virus, that level, you know, let's say that's the first chakra level. But we're a multidimensional being. So in the process or the course of the arc, ARC, arc of this journey through COVID, we may have to look at that, this experience from each one of those levels, use the chakra as the ladder, mm -hmm. you know, from the physical. They have to look at it from the emotional, have to look at it from the mental, have to look at it from the heart, have to look at it from the throat, have to look at it from the vision, have to look at it from the connection with the cosmos and all that is. So what I'm trying to say is like, we have to uh, dance, between among the poles, we also have to dance among the levels of perception. That all of these are, all these levels are happening simultaneously. And if we look really carefully, we'll discover there's coherence among all of them. Yes. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for the coherence. So I don't want to say that, um, for instance, regarding racism and injustice, economic injustice as well, or uh, sexism or homophobia or any of those things. I don't want to say that identity is not important at the social right. level. Oh, it's very it's important. Very important at the social level. level. Yes. But that's only one level yes. of the issue, of the concern that has to do with human growth right. and consciousness. Let me say that when I said we are much more than what we see, we yes. also have to honor those levels. They also must be allowed to be sacred. Each one. Each one. Everyone. You know, Spirit said many years ago, I've forgotten they used to use this analogy. You know, uh, the, the movie Star Trek, or the show Star Trek, and Dr. Yeah. Spock would play chess, but it would be a multi-dimensional way he was playing it. He, they would say, that's how you are really inside. It's not flat. You know, when he played chess, it was multi-dimensional. And that's really how the meridians are internally, the chakras, and so you brought back that reminder to me. Mm -hmm. that, and this is quite a task. It could be quite daunting at times. That's oh, why yes. we need to reach out to each other when we feel overwhelmed or, and especially when something phenomenal happens, why not share the joy of it? You know, I Or when something painful happens, happens. Why, why not share, you know, why not um, reach out to a community that can help you carry the burden? That's right. In the indigenous community, when there is grieving, they bring the grieving to the center of the circle and all people hold that. When there is harm, they bring the harmed and the harming to the center of the circle to find out where in the village there has been a tear in the community. Right. Because, because obviously it's a symptom. Yes, it's not only a symptom of what's, the tear is not only a symptom of something that needs to be addressed in the community or the collective, but it's also a symptom of something that's out of joint with the other world. That's right, that's right. So again, you have all these levels. You know, we think we just have an interpersonal problem going on here. 
No. No, we're actually a magnificent, magnificent being. That's why I always say that when I first could do anything, because we're doing a task that is, is I mean, that you have to be these type of beings to be able to surrender, not just with the test, but the river that is taking us through so many levels and to let those levels stay alive. They don't die off as we pass through them. They're still there, not just for the next being, but for eternity because they're all married together. So we are magnificent beings. We don't always act like it, but we are magnificent beings. I said at the beginning, no pedestaling, we're all human. At the same time, uh, without a smile, we don't get to excuse the, the behaviors anymore. We've come no. to a place where it cannot be excused. It must be on, it must be held responsible for and changed. Well, you can't have coherence without self-responsibility. Correct. One of my friends was saying that earlier, he said, where's the self-responsibility? Put the fingers down and let's do self-responsibility. Just, just start there to get things um, up to speed with all of us. You know, you said about sharing suffering within community. I come from a place where I've heard a sorrow shared is halved, a joy shared is doubled. You know, and that's true honor and friendship. We need to be, we need to have friends here. Some of us have been way too isolated, way too. Well, and this is, this is one of the reasons why I love indigenous culture and wisdom so much and have studied so many of them. And I find that the same thing all over the planet in the human experience, they know the necessity of community for health, yeah. for survival, for thriving. And that is not just the human community. They know they're in relationship with the community of all of nature, the plants and the animals all around them, or they don't survive. Right. Right. And lately, they know yeah. that those relationships are reciprocal. Animals give to them, they give to the animals. And nobody's plants the give, boss. Nobody's, nobody's the, the boss. boss. It's all family and it's all mutual respect and appreciation. What a powerful time with you, my dear friend. You know, thank You're you so for, for bringing your cup and letting me drink from it also. I so appreciate that. Is there any last thing you would like to say to, to the screen? <laughs> because people will be watching the screen. Uh, you know, any last thing? Yes, yes, yes. Two things. All right, because light on, so let's be, be. I'm going to reread my blessing. Oh, good. That's May good. the light of your soul and the love that spirit and source have for you guide and bless you on your journey of being and becoming the fullest individuated expression of divine creative intelligence that you are. And the second thing I want to read to you um, is we are in Passover. That's right, Pesach. This is also the season of Easter. It's yeah. the season of spring. All the flowers are coming out. All the birds are coming out. And we've been talking about the magnificence within us. And so I want to just read this that 
someone sent to me yesterday, I think it's so beautiful and timely for just this season and just what we've been talking about. It's called Your Time of Hiding. It's a poem by a man named Ted Steiner. So Your Time of Hiding. We found the crown you had hidden so well and we placed it on your head today. Your time of hiding is over. Those countless years spent in the crowded marketplace, posing as a buyer of day-old bread and spoiled fruit have passed. It's time to sit upon your throne again. You have suffered enough. You have died more times than you can remember. Your heart is ready to rule. We are not asking for your opinion about this. Aho. Aho. Blessing to that wonderful, beautiful. Would you like to read that one more time for the people? Sure. Your Time of Hiding by Tej Steiner. We found the crown you had hidden so well and we placed it on your head today. Your time of hiding is over. Those countless years spent in the crowded marketplace, posing as a buyer of day-old bread and spoiled fruit have passed. It's time to sit upon your throne again. You have suffered enough. You have died more times than you can remember. Your heart is ready to rule. We're not asking for your opinion about this. Your soul is not asking for your opinion about this. Come forth. Come, come forth. And I will end from, with a prayer from the Manual for Teachers from the Course of Miracles, which piggybacks right on that. Surprise, surprise. Give great thanks. Before I do that, this is my dear friend Alan Page, spiritual intuitive and channeler, soul-centered counseling, advising, and mentoring. You can contact him at Alan A-L-L-E-N uh, dash page at let me look at this. SBCglobal.net. Would you like me to give out your phone number on this? I prefer the email. Okay. So yeah. just if you will email him at A-L-L-E-N hyphen page at sbcglobal.net. I'm yes. sure he'll be very glad and honored to hear from you all. And so we end now. And now in all your doings to be, be and now in all your doings, be you blessed. God turns to you for help to save the world. Teacher of God, his thanks he offers you. And all the world stands silent in the grace you bring from him. You are the son and daughter he loves and has given you to be the means through which his voice is heard around the world. To close all things of time, to end the sight of all things visible, and to undo all things that change. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly there. Holy are you, and in your light, and in your light the world reflects your holiness. For you are not alone and friendless. I give thanks for you and join your efforts on behalf of God, knowing they are on my behalf as well. And for all those who walk to God with me, 
I say thank you and amen. 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 Alan Page, my dear, dear friend, and my name is Amaya Victoria. This is Wise Woman Podcast. Thank you, you magnificent people. All of you, come again to see what we have going on. You can contact me at Amaya at Amaya Center. Until next time, God bless, Godspeed, and may you remember.